Hey everybody, welcome to another week of the Soccer Thread Podcast. I'm Dan Schrader, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Uh, we're running just real, real lean this week, Mike. It's just me and you, two men pod. Yep, it's, we've, uh, we've cut the fat. It's a, it's a business-like pod, you know. There's a, it's a, it's a afternoon pod. The sun is streaming through. Yeah, the the low nice. winter sun is streaming through. Um, we have a run order that was blank. Uh, until I just dropped in the one email we've received, so oh, it's going to be a very, very different vibe from uh, what the listeners are used to. This is yeah, very business like. In the I think our standing meetings, a thing that you're aware of, where me? like me, yes, I, I'm aware of standing meetings. I do. I'm not. It doesn't exist in my world, but I'm aware oh. that they exist for other people. This is the standing <laughs> meeting of podcasts. Uh, don't even take a seat. You don't need to. Let's oh. just podcast. Oh, I thought you meant like a standing, like a recurring meeting. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, like, yeah, we have we have those. Like, we have a weekly meeting. staff meeting. It's a standing meeting. <laughs> no, like a, uh, like a, uh, hey, everyone, this is just five minutes. So just don't even bother sitting down. I think that's a thing that exists for some people. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I, that's I, this. this. That's what this podcast is. I like that too. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we should do more like, eight minute podcast maybe as as it becomes harder to to coordinate a full 60 minute uh just behemoth of a pod it's just gonna be throughout the week we're just dropping like seven five to ten minute podcast <laughs> with two to five people on it each i mean the people that are hardest to schedule probably all have apps that are tracking their baby's nap schedules so if uh-huh. we could sync those apps to alert us whenever two of them line up oh Right, then we'd be set. I like that. I, it just yeah. automatically just pings a, a, a Zoom link to your phone. It's <laughs> yeah. like you're potting in two minutes, <laughs> as long as that baby doesn't wake up in one minute. Um, also, I I mentioned this to you pre-pod, but um, during New Year's, I I mentioned to uh, a friend who I was with, or someone else mentioned, because I never tell anyone that I have a podcast because it's embarrassing, yeah. as as Cliff exactly. well knows from all the tweets he sends us about you know middle-aged men with podcasts that's right um but i someone mentioned it and then my wife looked up and was really impressed by the number of podcasts that we had so if we do like five podcasts a week that are each five minutes long that number is going to just skyrocket just yeah and people are going to be even more impressed with us well your wife just to impress your wife who's the only person i care about frankly so that's uh, that's good that's very funny uh happy new year mike uh, I hope, to you. you know, 2022, I think it could be a good year. I'm not making any promises or even projections, but it could be, it could yeah. be a good year. Yeah. 2021 ended on, um, on some rough notes, uh, some, some chinchilla shit for my family, but I'll just say that 2022 is starting off, uh, much better for the fam. Uh, well, that's shout out, shout out to the family. You know who you are. Yes, absolutely. We'll, we'll just leave it there. Okay good uh well and the same to anyone else listening uh hopefully stuff is going well for all of you uh and we really appreciate that you're listening uh and you know we do this for ourselves but it sure is fun to know that there are a few people out there listening too yeah so thank you yeah it's yeah i mean initially we started recording these just so we could give super producer cliff something to do and enjoy but 
now we actually have three <laughs> or four people who listen. So it's just a whole nother whole nother ball game. It's great. It's great. Uh, we we got an email, and I really want to hear about the kind of the background on this email, Mike. So it's really an email for you. So let me read it to you and let you reply. Oh, thank uh, rep- you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Already uh, starting this- off 2022 on you know a different a different note here. I like it. Hey, we're we're like randomly podcasting in the middle of the day on 30 seconds notice. If we're already <laughs> that agile, then I'll handle the emails. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, this is from Tommy uh, Van Wyland. Thanks, Tommy, for the email. Love hearing from you. Says, hi, Thread. Word is spreading across Minneapolis that Mike rolled back the clock and scored a goal worthy of Pushka's consideration right before 2021 ended. Uh, can you give the Lizards a breakdown? So quick background. The Pushkas Award is given every year for the best goal scored in all of world football. Uh, football. So uh, <laughs> really, really glad you got this in. And you it's, know, in the it's last at week all of the year. levels. So there's always like, yeah. there's yeah. usually like a lot of professional goals, but there's always like a goal from, you know, the seventh tier of, you know, Bosnian football of, you know, just some guy scrolling a worldie that was captured on TV or on Yeah, on I think video. basically there has to be video of it. That's yeah. the only requirement. <laughs> I, I love the idea of uh, there is no video, but it's just like an oral history, like what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> like... People can just vouch for it and be like, yeah. no, this one, was, this one was better than Raheem Sterling. And it then was. It, and then it's like reenacted. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what do you call it when you draw pictures? Not even a real reenactment, just like a... Uh, like an uh, animation? Animated, yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> claymation. Um, yeah, that would be incredible. Uh, all right, well, okay, I'll, I'll read this out and then maybe someone can create an animated version of it. Uh, and we'll see please, how it goes. Please, yeah. So a little, a little bit of background, uh, Tommy and I, uh, and also listener slash maybe former listener. I don't know if he actually listens anymore. Uh, Nate, uh, play on a seven on seven men's league team, uh, indoor. We should, it should be noted that this is, uh, there's two leagues that play on either side of a field. We're playing in the bad league, not in the good league. Um, but teams have been on a little bit of a roll, uh, won a few games in a row. Your boy is on a three-game uh, goal-scoring streak. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, no big deal. Not a big wow. deal. Um, Vardy-esque, and- really. <laughs> then the last two weeks, I had, like, I, I scored a goal in each game, but I also had, like, a great shot in each game that wasn't a goal, uh, which honestly is more exciting. It's like anyone can score a tap-in, and occasionally I do. But when you actually do something that's like, ooh, like that's what I meant to Deserves. do, uh-huh. and I it almost it almost worked. I did what yeah. I wanted. Uh, that's, that's very fun. That's even more exciting. But in this game, yeah. uh, I had the ball. Uh, I was fouled, and then uh, you know another player is just standing over the ball on the free kick. Uh, it's kind of you know seven on seven field, so it's a short field. We're you know probably uh, off off to the left, kind of if you imagine sort of in a regular field. Uh, where sort of the the corner of the boxes on yep. the left. So, you know, you're whatever, 15, 18 yards out yeah. and yeah. maybe 15, 18 yards to the side. I just say, hey, pass me the ball. Uh, I get it. One touch to control and then just chip it, just dink it right over the keeper, uh, side netting. It is actually what I meant to do. Probably the one in 10 times that I could actually do it. <laughs> Um, and we were, we were playing a team that was a bunch of like kind of youngsters who were not great, but definitely like younger and full of running. 
Uh, yeah, and our yeah, team yeah. is is kind of older guys, except for Tommy's cousin, who's like 23. Uh, a team full of Van Wylands. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of blonde. A lot of blonde on the team. <laughs> um, but his cousin was basically the one who was actually doing all the work and scoring most of the goals this game. Yeah. Um, I got to pick up a baby. Hold on. Sorry. Go for it. As... All parents know the bounce. And, I'm bouncing. And frankly, the baby is is quiet now, so that's some, straight out. Some sometimes he just needs parenting. to be picked up. He's a little needy sometimes. These babies, they can be needy. They are. You know, you can just though in like uh you know thirty to fifty years, you'll just remind him of this, and we'll have the audio to prove it. Yeah. And you'll true. be like, hey, I'm gonna need you to get me some more Jello. And um, <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> listen, listen to podcast number two sixty where I comforted you when you were crying. Uh, this goal sounds so much fun, Mike, like, especially against a team of young guys where it's going to take a little bit of extra skill or guile to beat them, uh, to score a goal like that just sounds so fun. It was, it was great. And the reason why I mentioned, uh, Tommy's young cousin is because after I did this, I did the, I did the Barry Sanders act like you've been here a million times before, just walk back to half. Um, but he did the, the basketball shot. Uh-huh. Uh, just on his own, not even to me, just like, and it, it was very gratifying, uh, oh, to think beautiful. like, okay, the, the guy on our team who's like still a decent player, uh, enjoyed that. He liked it. He liked it. That's amazing. So if he liked it, I loved it. We have to take pause number two. My, uh, my <laughs> furniture delivery people are here. <laughs> I'll be back. I Hopefully not too long. If I come back and you're not here, Mike, I understand. It's okay. <laughs> back. You're back. You're doing, you're doing a lot of work right now. I'm just, we are. I'm very impressed with your your work ethic. No days off, baby. We're handing off baby stuff to some friends who are expecting, uh, which is great. Like, if you're gonna have a baby, have some friends that are having a baby like between nine months and a year after you, so you can just <laughs> pass everything off. Um, but also we haven't seen friends in two years, so there was a bit of chit chat there. All right, so we covered your goal. There were only a couple other things we wanted to talk about. Only a few. Uh, Here, since, since you read the emails, I can, I can, I can host. We'll do uh, okay, like a do like it. a freaky, a freaky Friday podcast. <laughs> Everyone switching roles. I love it. Do it. All right. Uh, so a couple, a couple updates since the last pod. Uh, some transfer news. It is January second. The silly season. The mini silly season is amongst us. Uh, last week we talked about Pepe. Uh, Colin said he was definitely going to Wolfsburg. Yesterday uh, came out that his destination is very likely to be Augsburg, another team in the Bundesliga. Uh, currently f- 15th in the Bundesliga. It seems to be a record deal for the club, for Pepe. Uh, Dan, you were on record last week saying you like the move to the Bundesliga. Do you care at all that he's going from one Bundesliga club to another? Or is it just get him in the league, get some games in? This... I think this is probably actually better than Wolfsburg. Just not that I'm like a any kind of Bundesliga expert, but it seemed like the reaction to Wolfsburg was that the coaching staff there was not uh, amicable to Americans or to young players or to unproven players or something. Like, just didn't seem like people who should know didn't think it was a good fit. Yeah. Um, I haven't really heard the same thing about Augsburg, so it seems like that's probably um, a better fit, even if they're not as good like in the table uh and it seems like he'll he'll have a better chance of getting more playing time if he's at a team that's a little bit further down having trouble scoring goals need goals to stay up 
Um, and they're spending huge money. I think the the reported fee to Wolfsburg a week ago was about ten million. Uh, you know, pick your currency denominations. Uh, and it's they're saying for Augsburg, it's like twenty million. So Augsburg's yeah. really come in for him. Uh, and it's hard to imagine that they won't try to get something out of him if they're really. I mean, it's, it seems like they're basically pinning their uh, their survival hopes on getting a young striker that'll score goals for him, uh, which would be great. I hope that works out. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it seems like uh, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him, but no pressure, no diamond. And I don't know. He seems like a guy who does does okay under pressure, at least so far. So I'm excited to see what happens and agree that the amount of money they're spending, it seems like he's going to play, which is the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, other news, uh, Daryl DK, a lot of rumors of him going on loan to West Brom. Turns out they uh, they purchased him for about nine nine and a half million. Uh, choose your denomination. I like the way you phrase that, Dan. Yeah. Uh, West Brom currently fourth in the championship, so in the playoff hunt to get promoted. DK back in the championship where he did so well last year. Uh, Dan, do you like this move? And do you think this move helps DK get a call up for the U.S. Men's National Team, where he kind of feels like he's frozen out right now? I again don't know enough about the specifics of the club. Um, in general, I like the move. I think it's probably about the right level for somebody like DK to try to go and get in uh, to Europe. You know, English first division or like I don't know Portuguese. I'm sorry, English second division or like Portuguese first division or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just feels like a better stepping stone than trying to get right into the Premier League or. Uh, La Liga or something like that. Um, so the level feels about right. I like that. I know Colin has made some comments about, uh, he was previously at Burnley. Is it? No, uh, Bar- uh, Barnsley. Barnsley. Um, Colin has made comments about like the perfect system there that really fit him and he w- could just bang him in. I don't know enough about that system or the system at West Brom. Um, but you would hope that the people around him are paying attention. Uh, so... Yeah, I'm, it's kind of the same as Pepe. Like, I think this seems like a good move. It feels like the right kind of spot. Um, and he's had success in similar spots before. So uh, I hope that works. But w- what do you think about um, like World Cup hopes for him then? I mean, the thing that I like about both of these moves is it feels like they're putting themselves in a, in a tougher position than they are now. And so yeah. we're going to learn a lot about them. It could mean they get better very quickly or just prove that they're already like better than we think, or maybe it kind of brings us down to earth a little bit. Um, but I don't know. Clarifies either way you get some clarity. Yeah. Either way you get some clarity. They're both really young. So, um, you know, I, I like it. The thing about DK is he's 21. So he's not, he's not as young as Pepe, but he's only been a professional for like 18 months. So in that sense, like his rise has been just as sort of astronomic as Pepe's has. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see what both of these guys can do. And it's just, it's cool to, I mean, this is like real money that is being spent on American players, uh, and American forwards too, not just like, I don't know, center backs and goalkeepers. Yep. Yep. So yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's very exciting. Uh, do you, I, I, I would say that our forward or like specifically striker center forward, um, solutions for the u.s men's national team are the biggest question mark right now or maybe not biggest question mark because pepe seems to be the 
answer. So maybe there's not a question, but in terms of like strength and depth, it's the weakest. Um, do these moves make you feel a little bit better about that or worse? I mean, you kind of answered that, but not yeah. quite. I, I, de I think definitely in the long run, I feel better. Uh, and I would say in the short run, I mean, I think DK is still a guy who could be useful for the U.S. men's national team. I'm not ready to discard him for this cycle. You know, I think Pepe in some ways, like there's there's a lot of talk about like national team players that, you know, oh, you can't bring in a guy so late in a cycle because he doesn't know the system. It'll take too long. And I feel yeah. like Pepe in some ways just shows that that rule is bullshit, that that idea of thinking like, yeah, we just throw him in for a game in a really important road game in a World Cup qualifier. And he did great. And it's like, yeah, if you're a good player, you're going to figure it out. You know, we're not talking about getting your PhD in physics here. We're talking about playing soccer. So I feel like also, I mean, maybe part of that is because they're strikers, too. So they're not like holding midfielders that need to figure out the rotations. Right. They're like, no, stay up near the goal and like combine where you can and score goals. It's like, yeah, I don't know. I think even for like for any position, really, it's, you know, I think if you're a good enough coach, you should be able to get a player in there who's good and get him to figure out his role. Uh, yeah, and yeah. If, if you can't do that, that's on you as a bad coach. So that's just how I feel. Well, that that's begging the question of uh, do you trust Burhalter then? But we, we, that's, that's well-tilled soil. We know the answer to that. <laughs> um, all right. In, in slightly less exciting transfer news, uh, we talked, I think, last week also about Caden Clark young American player who is going to RB Leipzig, also in the Bundesliga. Uh, tweet yesterday from Derek Ray, uh, I think formerly of ESPN, maybe still of ESPN. Yeah. Uh, basically saying Caden Clark is going to get loaned back to New York Red Bulls for the year. They kind of say, oh, there's issues around COVID, um, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Dan, do you, do you believe that one? And then... Do you have any strong feelings about, about this news? So I hadn't heard this, so you're getting my true reaction. It seems strange that a, you know, Red Bull kind of has this uh, hierarchy set up. So it seems funny that a higher Red Bull franchise or, or club would buy him just to loan him back without some actual intention, because otherwise they could just leave him there. So it, it does seem like this is a move that has honest intentions. Um, and so that's good, I think. And if they just think he'll get more playing time by staying in MLS for another year, then that actually seems smart. That's fine. Wow. Very, very measured take. We're getting the real Dan, which is a very thoughtful. I'm, what you don't know is Dan. that I've, yeah, I've applied for a job at Red Bull Sports uh, <laughs> Management, and I'm really just, I know they're listening, so I'm, I'm trying to keep them happy. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to get the future employers pissed off. And maybe we can still get that Red Bull sponsorship. Uh, we have to be thinking about that as well. Just Heineken, a case of Red Bull? Heineken not really coming through with the sponsorship. No. Um, I feel like if we get a case of Red Bull, then do we also have to go after the Jägermeister uh, sponsorship? Oh, to... this is a turn-up podcast. Yeah. Um, I think I think you're probably right, Dan. I I don't really understand the, like, it's too much difficulties in COVID when, like, players are moving all around the world. Uh, yeah, I don't buy that. It, it doesn't really make any sense to me. It seems more likely that they're just kind of like, oh, he's actually not ready right now. Or, you know, when we when we bought him, 
a few months ago he was doing better and then he regressed or we didn't see the growth. So to me, it seems like he's got to really kind of show out for the Red Bulls and, and hopefully he can get the move in the summer. Are there additional COVID restrictions around like uh, player visas? Because you, at least in England, you need like a certain number of caps or something to show that you're an exceptional player uh, to qualify. Yeah. Um, that may not be true for Austria. I don't know. But I wonder if there's just a there's something in there that just makes it easier to to let him stay in the U.S. for now. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I haven't heard anything about like German rules around COVID making it harder. I mean, you know, oh, Pepe's, it was Leipzig, not Salzburg. Sorry. Yeah, it was, it was Leipzig. I, but <clears throat> either way, I don't know. It, it also seems like even if even if he's not going to play right away, just getting him over there to like get integrated with the team yeah. makes sense. But I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, this kind of lights a fire under him and. He does well in MLS and gets over there sooner rather than later. Um, Agree. Any other transfers you want to talk about before we do a quick bit of prem action? Um, I don't think so. I did say last week that David Alaba uh, had spent time in Barcelona, which was just not right. I was thinking of Alcantara, Thiago. Uh, so, just uh, you know, as Mike pointed out during the week when I texted everybody to say I have a correction, uh, you said, you know, if we spent any time doing corrections on the podcast, we'd have no time for new news. <laughs> but I did uh, I just want to clarify there. Just just the exception to the rule. I feel bad. I, you know, <laughs> I try to be a very factual, rational, uh, and I'm, I'm, I feel bad about that, everybody. I'm very sorry. Yeah, you definitely hold your, yourself to a higher standard than everyone else on this podcast. That's that's 100% <laughs> true. Um, Premier League, uh, shockingly, there are only two games that have been canceled so far for the, uh, the New Year's Day, uh, fixtures. Um, the big match was this morning, Chelsea hosting Liverpool, uh, Chelsea go down 2-0, uh, goal from Mane and a goal from Salah, uh, and then come back to tie it, including a goal from, uh, CP to God. Uh, Dan, did you see this game? And, uh, if you did kind of what, what stood out to you? either from yeah. an American fan perspective or just generally from watching the game? Uh, I did see most of this game. It was it was a fun one. There were chances both ways. I thought the first half was, you know, two to Chelsea. I'm sorry, two to Liverpool and then two to Chelsea to get back in it. Uh, and my impression was kind of that, I mean, there were good chances, but also neither of the goalkeepers really uh, made a big save. And that's why it felt like the goals were coming. Whereas... Yeah. You know, typically from from these high-level teams, you would expect a goalkeeper. Like, that might be a 1-1 half um, because the goalies would do find something. And then the second half, actually, it kind of turned into that. Like, um, there were a few more saves, there were a few more blocks, and it, it felt like a very similar soccer game even in the second half. But, the you know, just the way the defense, the, the way the cookie crumbles or whatever, um, we didn't get the goals. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, they were good goals. Uh, did you have a did you have a favorite goal? Um, I liked the the uh, Sala one. The way he I forget the defender, um, but he just shakes. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, I think it was it Alonso. Was Alonso, yeah, forces Alonso to to bite on the cutback and just absolutely leaves him just this little. I think I've said before my favorite, um, like dribbling move is just the. The little hip faint. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, he just, oh, it was beautiful. I liked that a lot. 
Yeah, that was very sexy. I feel like um, not to, you know, it's it's kind of unfair to compare Salah to Messi because Messi yeah. is so outworldly. But there are things that Salah does that feel very messy like And that was one of them where he just made the whole goal look so simple of like first touch. Perfect. Little yeah. hip shimmy. Perfect. And then just tucks the ball in and then just the no celebration. Uh, Samuelson-esque been there before me Mo Salah and Barry Sanders well except that for Salah it was probably because he scored against his former club which you oh. hate actually don't you oh, that's true so I, how do you so how do you feel then about the no celebration I forgot that I yeah I guess I don't like that um <laughs> I just assumed he had like no loyalty to Chelsea whatsoever because they treated him so poorly but maybe he's a better person than I am I don't know I, uh, I'm not sure yeah um, I love the Kovacic goal. It's one of those goals where I, I let out an audible yelp. Uh, yeah. And some people in the other room were like, are you okay? And I just had to say, <laughs> I'm fine. Come, I come watch so. this volley. And they don't care about soccer. So they didn't want to come watch it. They didn't. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. he just like, was very good. If, if you haven't seen it, it was just a, a high arcing punch off a corner. And then he's just at the top of the box, box and just uh, volleys it upper 90 off. I can't remember if he hit the the post or the crossbar, uh, but just absolutely unsavable. But it was one of these volleys that I always find so funny for some reason. It's like a very in-plane vertical swing. Yeah. It's not like a, a volley, like a sidewinder, sidekick volley at all. It's perfect. Like, And those volleys always just seem so like childlike to me <laughs> or something. It's like how an eight-year-old would swing at a ball in the air, uh, but just lovely. Yeah, great goal. Yeah. Yeah, it was definitely like from a technique standpoint, it looks a little bit awkward, but can't argue with the results. It works. He's did he's, you uh what do you think of Pulisic's goal? I thought it was a really nice goal. Um I mean I thought he had that goal, which was very well taken, and then he had a nice shot that was saved in the second half, and then otherwise I thought he was pretty poor to unremarkable. He had another chance early in the first half. It was him and the goalie, and he tried to go around and the goalie got a paw to it. Yeah. Um which is disappointing. But to come back and score, it shows, I don't know, if you wanted to write a narrative around it, it would you know show mental strength and ability <laughs> to put it behind him or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because like Chelsea were leading the Premier League for a while, and yeah. now they're 10 points behind City. Um, and so they're kind of falling apart, and yet they had a nice little comeback for the draw today. So I don't know where that leaves them. And I mean, we should probably talk about Lukaku and how he's basically had all these interviews and said he doesn't want to be at Chelsea anymore and basically pleading for Inter Milan to take him back. Um, but it, it kind of feels like Chelsea's lost their way a little bit since winning the Champions League six months ago. Yeah, I watched most of this, including the pregame and the halftime on mute, so I didn't catch a lot of the Lukaku stuff. Um, but for Tuchel to bench him seems pretty serious. Um, but also probably the right move. I mean, I don't think you want people within the locker room to feel that they can be off saying whatever they want about the club. Yeah. Um, so. Well, it seems like he was already getting benched. I don't know. I don't follow Chelsea close enough. But yeah, there, there's clearly some some bad blood between those, those two. Um, he just came in this summer, didn't he? Like Tuchel was already there. Yeah. You would assume that he agrees to like it's hard for me exactly to figure out where this relationship fell apart because it's 
less than, I mean, it's half a season in. The interview was a couple of weeks ago, apparently. So like mm. less than half a season, he came into a situation that he should have been well aware of. It's not like they switched the manager on him or something like that out of the blue. Uh, I don't, it, it seems weird to me. I don't, I don't really get where this all fell apart. Yeah, it does feel weird. It also feels like an agent move, maybe. Like I think Inter needed to sell him mm. and then... It just seems like the more you learn about transfers, the more it's kind of like agents who are basically just facilitating moves to get a little payout. And yeah, they're like, well, how many clubs can afford Lukaku? You know, five. We'll just see if we can get one to bite. But yeah, I agree. It does feel very, very weird that so soon after this happened, nobody seems to be enjoying it. Yeah, very strange. Um, other Premier League stuff. City with a last-minute win. Or, oh, did you have something more about this? Well, yeah, I was just going to say, City seem like they're running away with it at this point. I think you can barely get a bet on them. They're like, I don't know, negative 600 or something to win the title. Um, do you have any inkling that that won't just be done and dusted? And then City, I'm not City, uh, Chelsea and Liverpool battling for second. Does that interest you? I mean, this was a fun game and two good teams, but like, from a Premier League narrative point of view, is it interesting? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, this was definitely a great game to watch. I, I mean, I think the difference between second and third when you're so far back isn't that interesting. I think the real story uh, in terms of like narrative is going to be Arsenal and Spurs and maybe West Ham battling for the fourth Champions yeah. League spot. Like three London clubs, obviously Arsenal and, and Spurs, huge rivals. Uh, so I think that's going to be fun. But yeah, it does feel like at the top there's... There's maybe like a lack of lack of narrative. And the only thing I think about City is that, you know, with COVID, you just never know what happens in terms yeah. of rules and players getting positives and, you know, how that can throw off a season. So that I, I think, honestly, that's the only way that that they don't cruise to the title here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Other any other Premier League stuff you wanted to highlight? No, I don't think so. Not for me. All right. Good job, George. I watched that West Ham game yesterday. Your boys are looking pretty strong. Happy for you, buddy. We'll be very happy for West Ham to, to snag that fourth spot. Oh, man. Uh, not that I have anything against Arsenal or Tottenham, but like you always, always, as a neutral, like let's mix it up. Let's get something new in there. Yep. Let's have some plucky uh, new team. Let's go for it. Come on, West Ham. Let's go. Yeah. Moyes back in the Champions League after like a 15-year hiatus. Come on. It's been missing him. Yeah. These last 15 years of the Champions League, I've barely watched because I don't. <laughs> if Moyes isn't in it, who cares? I guess he was probably back there at some point with United. But again, don't care about that. Um, and didn't he coach in Spain? Were they, was he ever in there with uh, Valencia or wherever he was? Yes, I think he was with Sociedad. I, I don't so, think so. Yeah, probably not. Anyway, come on. Come on, Moyes. <laughs> Um, Dan, heroic effort from you today on all on all accounts. If only the world Thank could you, see sir. what I've seen. It's it's uh they might hear it. They might hear all of it. <laughs> yeah, Cliff's gonna love this one. It's been a highly productive hour from me. Very happy about this. Yep, same here. I've otherwise I just would have been playing mini metro, which would have been fun but less productive. I was sitting on the couch, Mike, when I was like, should we pod right now? And the options for me at that point were scroll Twitter for 45 minutes until nap time was over, get on the exercise bike for 45 minutes or podcast for 45 minutes. The exercise bike was never a real, that, no. I mean, 
it came into my head, but that's as, as actionable as that was going to get. So and you should be commended for even thinking about that. <laughs> I, I know I should gain fitness for even thinking about <laughs> it. That's come on. It's unfair. Yep. Yep. All Excellent. right, Dan. Happy New Year's. Thanks, Cliff. Happy New Year. Thanks, Cliff. Thanks for podding, Mike. Bye. Twenty two is looking to be a great year, a banner year for this podcast. Oh, it's I think it's gonna be a big one. I told someone about the podcast the other day. Uh so we they're not gonna listen, but it's <laughs> just one more person who knows. I got people coming over to pick up furniture in twelve minutes. Hey, I get it. I mean, aren't you also not handing off stuff related to babies because of your baby? Well, we were we were gifted like multiples of a lot of stuff, so we got to kind oh, of okay. choose what our favorite like rocker chair is, and so now we're just kind of clearing out the stuff that we don't think we're going to use. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. You're you're giving away you're giving away the the B team items. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that on here. They could listen. <laughs> Cliff, edit that out. <laughs> uh, did you keep your recording going? Are we still lined up? Uh, yeah, I I kept it rolling. We're rolling, baby. Nice. Uh, what do you want? Do you want a pacifier? We could try that. Sorry, Mike. Do your thing. These babies, they can be needy. Also, it, if you need to call this, I, uh, <laughs> I I will not fault you. No, I still have hopes here that this is going to work. Because okay. this guy is often the most wriggly right before he just like passes out. So yeah. it could be could be done the night is darkest before the day or what, what's it called something like dawn. that the dawn something the dawn yeah it's right yeah. there all right should we clap this up yeah three two one <laughs>